Hello, hello, awesome people, and welcome to Authors Chat with Allison, where I will be interviewing inspiring authors and upcoming authors about their book, their brand, and their business. Today, I have with me on the line Lynette Michelle Howard. Welcome. Minister Allison, I just want to take this short time and say thank you first for um, giving me the opportunity to come on and speak to you and your audience about my journey to discipleship. I really, really appreciate you. You are so, so welcome. Introduce yourself to our listening audience. Tell us a little bit about you. Oh, thank you. So my name is Lynette Michelle Howard, and I am a traveling Christian makeup artist for the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area. Um, now, name, give us the name of your um, company. So the name of my uh, artistry company is called Extreme Beauty uh, Studios. It's, it's a makeup studio where I service uh, everyone. Um, in the beauty industry, um, I specialize in bridal uh, parties where um, I do bridal makeup for uh, upcoming brides. That is such a blessing. Now, you are also an um, author. So what is the title of the book, and uh, what is your chapter in the book? Uh, this was the best best opportunity for me. Um, so the title of the book is called Polished, Passionate, and Poised. And the visionary was, uh, is Michelle Bolden-Hammond. And the title of the chapter that I wrote in the, in the compilation is called Poised by Grace. Wow. Tell us a little bit about that. I, I like that title, Poised by Grace. Uh, so Poised by Grace. Let me give you a little background about that. So um, as I mentioned, this was a great opportunity, and it was my first opportunity to be in a book collaboration with some awesome women. So um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, this is my first time writing. Um, so I had to get myself together. I never thought that I would be an author. So Poised by Grace. Uh, was inspired to me because I had been on a job for almost 10 years, nine years I was on this job, and they fired me. And um, it was a bit devastating for me, to be honest. And um, I didn't cry. One of the things was um, I think why it haunted me or stayed with me for so long is because I'm such a stubborn I'm such a stubborn woman, and I didn't want to feel defeated, you know. So I would not cry because I knew that I had done nothing wrong and that I was, you know, terminated wrongfully. So when this collaboration came, when God opened this door for me, when he presented this to me, I knew that it was for me. I knew it was a way for me to release um, all of the hurt, all of the pain, all of the resentment, all of the mistreatment um, into my writing. You know, I guess he figured if I wasn't going to cry, then I, was, I needed to release this some sort of way, some kind of way. So he, he presented this, this opportunity to me, and I wrote, and then eventually I cried. 
you know, in that release, the people don't understand how important it is to cry um, after after you've been hurt or after some sort of trauma has happened to you. People get so filled with pride that they, you know, won't release whatever the hurt was, you know. So I um, attempted to, you know, write my chapter in this book, and um, I went to my husband one day and I said, baby, I'm in this book and I need a title. I don't know what to call it. And he came up with two other names. And then on the third name, he said, poised by grace. And it got uh-huh. quiet in the room. It was completely quiet in the room. And I said, that's it. Because for nine years, God had been polishing me up and he had had put some passion in me. And that by this time, at the end, I was poised by grace. I was there by grace. Um, I was still there all of those, all of those year, years by grace. So um, that was the title of the book, and that's how I came, you know, to get the name of it. That is really neat. Now, you said um, you are a first-time writer, so how long did it actually take you to write uh, your chapter? Uh, well, Michelle was extremely flexible. Um, I am an entrepreneur. I'm a wife. I'm a mother figure. I am raising my uh, nephew, who is now eight, but at the time he was six and seven. And so um, before COVID, obviously he was in school, so um, – I had to work. I have I have a full time. I had a full time job. Um, I do accounting, so I I was doing all of those different functions um, while trying to write. So it was a bit difficult um, as far as time management. But um, concerning what I wanted to write, things just flow because it is a personal experience, and um, I just wrote how I felt. Uh, that is so neat. Now, another question I wanted to ask you was, what was your inspiration for writing it? Because I know you um, mentioned about being fired on the job, but what inspired you to actually want to write that chapter? Well, my inspiration came from that whole experience. Um, nine years is a very long time to be on a job. Nine years is a very long time to be mistreated on a job. Um, and there were times when I just thought that God had left me, you know, that he just was not uh, with me anymore and that he did not care about what I was going through. I mean, I can remember specifically a time when I said, God, do you see what is happening? I mean, I I don't govern my own life anymore. At some point, when I kept making a mess of it, I just completely stopped. I took my hands off of it. I tried to lean more into the Holy Spirit and what God would say to me, and I would obey because in the past, he was talking. He always talks to us, but we don't listen. So I decided that, I was just going to stop doing things my way because I was making a huge mess and I was going to listen to him. But when I started listening to him, things got worse. 
things got worse. So I'm thinking to myself, what in the world? This is, I know what you told me to do. I know you told me to do this. And things got worse. So that didn't, that didn't discourage me. I mean, honestly, it discouraged me a little bit. It didn't, it didn't discourage me to the point where I stopped listening to him because I knew even still back then that my way wasn't working. And so I'm just going to keep on doing what God told me to do. So things, you know, did get worse. And um, ultimately, before I even got terminated, he came to me and he told me that it was going to happen. And I wrestled with him. I wrestled with him because I knew that I hadn't done anything to deserve this. And so after a while, okay, so no. So anyway, um, I, you know, my inspiration came from all of those years on the job, and I wanted to talk to uh people and reach an audience um, that could be perhaps going through the same thing because I felt like I knew that I wasn't the only person that was going through this sort of this treatment um, and racial, you know, sort of uh, profiling on their job. And so without, you know, um, mentioning, you know, my former employer, um, I wanted to talk about it. Right. And and you know what, that is a good thing because it actually – help someone else that's going through it. And, you know, like I know, the devil will make you think that you're the only one dealing with it. Yep. And, you know, no one else can um, help you. So I am glad that you have shared that story. Do you believe that um, forgiveness is necessary in order for you to um, move on and heal? Absolutely, absolutely. It took me a long, long time um, to understand that um, because oftentimes we think that forgiveness is for them, you know, and obviously it's for us, but we also think that forgiveness is a sign of acceptance, uh, acceptance and weakness. You know, it makes you look weak if you forgive them and they hurt you. What are you forgiving them for? But you're forgiving them for your own peace. You need to put that down and let it go. It's the only way you'll be able to move on, especially in the purpose that God has planned for your life. You cannot, you cannot please God and fulfill his destiny and plan for your life with unforgiveness, with bitterness, with anger in your heart. He cannot use you that way. And, you know, I think the more people understand that and definitely the more they hear it, you know, our prayer is that um, they would take heed to that. Right. That is oh, what my prayer is. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Now, ultimately, um, as the person is reading your chapter, name three things you want them to gain from reading your chapter. Um, I would like for my readers to gain um, first insight. You know, I want them to get a little insight. I also want them to know that we have similarities. We all are different, but we're so, so alike in so many different ways. So I want to reach them um, in the sense that if you're going through something, you're not the only one. Like you just said, you know, Satan tried to isolate me and make me feel like it was just me and that it was my fault, you know. And I want them to um, know that they have hope. If they would just 
sit still and listen to God and trust him. It took me a long time to sit myself still because I kept thinking that I could do it myself. I can do this. I got this. No, I didn't have it. And so I want them to gain hope and wisdom from my trials, from my tribulations, from what I went through. And I also just want them to know um, that there's that God loves them and that they can go to him. Thank you. Yes. Now, I know you probably don't remember uh, when you and I met. I want to say it was 2018. Um, mm-hmm. LaDreen was having something. At, yes. Um, oh, okay. And I kept saying, gosh, I love that outfit that she has on. And, you know, I love red roses, so it had red roses on it. And I said, that is so beautiful. And, see, we as women have to, you know, constantly tell our story and speak our truth so that people, you know, and, and mainly women will be able to heal and move on. Because as I go through your, um, you know, your Facebook, your Instagram, I think we're friends on all social media. Yes. I see you rise. I mean, I just see you just glow and walk in who you were called to be. So even though, you know, that happened to you, it was like you gained a whole nother identity (laughs) of who you are. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. What I thought was going to break me and make me lose my mind and what what Satan meant for my harm has propelled me. I mean, he has just bolstered me into a whole nother level of discipleship. Um, it was because of that experience that I stayed on my knees. Um, it, you know, for lack of a better word, it, it kind of forced me into a deeper relationship with God because at one point I just didn't have anything else. I didn't have anyone else to turn. Nobody could understand uh, what I was going through, and I was wearing my husband out with this. I mean, he was just, you know, even though he's supportive, he was exhausted. He didn't know his own self, you know, what to do. And God was the only thing I had left. So I just completely gave it all to him. And I really, really am so thankful and grateful to him that he was there, that he stayed with me throughout the whole time when I thought that I was alone. And even still now as I am finishing up a seminary, everything is starting to come together. I mean, I just could not see it back then because I was in tunnel vision. I couldn't understand why would God let this happen to me, you know? And so now everything is starting to be full circle, and and I understand my purpose for why why I'm here. And, you know, another thing I like to share with people is that the closer you get to him, the more he can reveal to you. And that sounds like, that's what happened. The closer you got to him, the more the closer you got to God, the yes. more he was able to reveal your purpose for your life. Yes. That is so true. You just hit the you just hit the nail on the you just hit it on the nail. So um um yes, I the closer you get to him, um, the more he reveals himself. And I didn't understand that then. It's almost like trying to have a relationship with someone that you don't spend any time with, you know. There's no way that God is going to show you more of who he is 
if you don't spend any time with him. I used to say that I loved God and that I believed in him. I knew that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, but I didn't study his word. I didn't spend any time with him. I didn't go to church, at least not like I was supposed to anyway. But, I mean, in life, you spend time with your best friends, your good girlfriends, your boyfriends, your husband. You spend time with these people. You invest time in them, but you you don't invest time in God. And the only way you're going to get closer to anything is if you spend time with it. Yes. And, you know, I often share this with my daughters, but I I probably share with a lot of people too, is that um, until we come to the end of ourselves, Mm -hmm. we really don't know how much we really need God in our lives. Amen. You know, um, what are you most thankful for right now? Name three things that you are most thankful for right now. I'm most thankful for salvation. I'm most thankful for God's mercy and his grace that he's extended to me every day that I open my eyes. I'm most thankful for the strength and the courage that he um, infuses in me every day to be more bold in my walk in my stance against the enemy, and I'm, I'm, I'm most thankful that I know that my name is written in the book of life. Now, um, I'm going to ask you this because, only because I have it written down here. Did you find any relief in sharing your story and, you know, actually just getting it out? Absolutely. Um, like I said, um, that was one of my releases because I'm a pretty stubborn woman, um, I don't cry. I don't cry. And uh, especially when someone's done something to me and they are wrong, I definitely don't cry. It just makes me angry. Um, nowadays I cry. I just was crying. We was on the phone and you didn't even know because I didn't want it to come through on my voice, you know. Well, but it did. Spirit, it, it did. did. So, I was like, help me, God, help me. <laughs> So what happens is, is the spirit, I prayed before we got on, and so he's here. And I'm, yes. trying, I'm like, Lord, come on, you got to keep me together. I asked you to speak for me. When I couldn't speak, I don't want to cry, you know. So yes. the spirit is here, and he is helping, but um, it was a release. And uh, it helped me to get to the point where I did cry because you need to. People don't understand that it's cleansing, and it helped me. I mean, I remember one night uh, my husband was uh, with, with my, you know, with our son because sometimes he, not sometimes, all the time, he's like, Dada, can you come and sleep with me? Come and be in my room with me until I go to sleep. And he does this with him every night. And so he was with him um, until he falls asleep. And I was in the room by myself, and this was shortly after I had gotten terminated, didn't have a job, felt defeated, and I remember I tore my bed and pillows up crying. I mean, I had a total three-year-old <clears throat> tantrum because I could not believe that that had happened. And finally I cried and I said, Lord, you you left me there. You just, you know, I felt like he had just completely betrayed and left me. And I got all of it out, and he was right there, and he listened to me, and I was able to release 
everything. This was after I had written my chapter in the book, you know. And so I believe that those things led up to that because I wouldn't let it go, and I and I needed to let those things go, you know. So um, writing that experience down, um, because to me, I want to help other people. I don't want anyone to go through what I went through, you know. And oftentimes with people, they don't tell their stories. It's some sort of secret, you know. They want to keep a hush-hush because they don't want people to know what they went through. And that's not how I am. If if my journey or my, you know, mistakes or, you know, anything can help someone else, I want to tell you so you don't have to make those same mistakes. That's what we are here for, to help one another. So um, it was indeed a, a release for me. Writing in and of itself, reading and writing is a release. Uh, that's good. And, you know, that's another reason why I do as much writing as I do and, you know, try my best to get out and speak and help others publish their book is because I believe that writing is therapy, and I also believe that it if is. you get your story out, it will help someone else that's walking that same walk but don't believe that they can go any further. And even when I, you know, read what you had um, put on Facebook about your chapter, I was also, you know, really looking deep into a part where you said, um, um, God has taken me from glory to glory, and he's Mm -hmm. prepared me for my crown. And so, um, you know, tears just flow like right then and there because to – I mean, I know you, but I don't, like, know you, know you. Right, right. Just that sense of beauty and um, freeness that you have, um, I understood what you were saying here. And so tell us a little bit about that. He's prepared me for my crown because I, I think you've already been crowned. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not talking about this earthly crown. I mean, to me, I'm fairly beautiful. You know, I don't want to, you know, discount myself. So fairly, you know, I'm beautiful in my earthly body. But when we get to heaven, it's going to be a whole nother level of beauty and a whole nother crown. So to me, at this point, um, you know, uh, my mind is on kingdom. My mind is on heaven because this body is going to fade away. It's going to be gone. It's not going with us. Thank God, because I'm getting old and my back hurts. So this body is not going. Um, And I just wanted to touch on another thing because um, I also turned 50 last year and I was in another book collaboration. And so when I had to meet, Um, my other book. And so I was sharing with them my story about how, um, you know, I got fired, I'm 50, you know, all these different things. And one of the guys who was there said, oh, my God, I see you every day. I watch you every day. You don't look like you just got fired. You don't look like what is coming out of your mouth. Because every day I get up, I'm so happy. I mean, even back then, I was a little depressed, um, but I still um, got up, and um, I just pushed through it. It was like a push. I had to get through it. So um, I don't know. I just I just had to – I'm not a sad type of person. I can't stay down and, and sad for so long. So um, 
when I say that God has taken me from glory to glory, I was already in glory, and I just didn't know it. But now he's taken me to a deeper glory. glory. And in, in heaven, like I said, we're going to get a different crown. And as I study his word and I gain more knowledge of his word, we're going we're gonna to have some jewels and a different crown in heaven than what we have here. Yes, yes. Did you say that you were in another um, collaboration? Yes, uh, I turned 50 last year, and so I was in another book collaboration called uh, 50 and Fabulous. Um, it was me, I was, it was seven women um, in this book collaboration, and we talked about our journey to 50 um, because that is, I mean, it's just a milestone. It was a huge, huge uh celebration for me because um, growing up in the D.C. area, you know, for me in Southeast, a lot of people didn't make it. A lot of people didn't make it, and a lot of people made it, but they're not in their right minds. So so I just especially wanted to thank God and um, continue to uh, travel in his journey to discipleship um, once uh, after I got 50. And so I joined these women um, to talk about some tips and some things that you uh, should and should not do on your journey. And this is for the younger generation because, like you said, we have women um, who are coming behind us, and, and we're trying to, you know, deter them from making the same mistakes. You can't worry about what people say and what they think about you. You have to keep going. Yes, most definitely, and, and that's one of the things. It's just, um, you know, moving forward, I have a book called um, Life Goes On, and mm. so we continue to move on because, yes. I mean, it doesn't stop just because something happened to us. We just have to gain our strength in God in order to get up and, you know, start back over. And, yes. Um, I, I just like how you, um, you know, have persevered through it all and you just kept um, moving through. Finish my sentence. My writing offers the following legacy to future readers. Hope, strength, and wisdom. What advice would you give inspiring authors that would help them to finish their book? Because some of them are, they're not, they're authors, but they haven't finished their story. They haven't even um, submitted it. So what are some of the, or one or two of the things that you would, um, advice you would give them? Wow. They've not submitted it. What is the purpose for writing if you don't want anyone to see it? I get sometimes that people write for themselves, but, I want for them to think outside of themselves. Like I want you to want to help someone else. So I would say to this person, just do it. Just just do it. You know, don't worry about what people are going to think. Don't worry about what people are going to say. Um, and if this is for someone that's, you know, I mean, because we don't necessarily – just want to reach believers, I'm, I'm trying to reach the non-believers. So even if you are a non-believer, just do it anyway, you know, because God still has a plan for you. Um, and 
like I said, just do it anyway. I mean, I, I can't I can't stress how important it is for you to write a book and then not submit it or not finish it. You know, find some time, carve out some times where you can finish this book and get it submitted because you never, ever know what doors it will open for you, what opportunities it will lead to, and ultimately who it's going to help. Now, how can um, the audience get in touch with you to purchase your book or even to have um, makeup done for their upcoming wedding? Well, uh, someone could reach me on my social media platforms, uh, the Net Michelle Howard, being that's my personal uh, Facebook page. My business page page is Extreme Beauty Studios on Facebook and on Instagram, and they also can reach me on two zero two four two three eight eight two eight is my business number. Thank you for sharing that. But let me ask you: so both of the books are on. Um Amazon too? Yes. Okay. Okay. So they can all they can, you know, go through all that you the information you just gave them and also um Amazon. I always try to have them go um to the author's page first. Yes. And, yeah, and if not, then go through Amazon as your second resort if you have to. Yes, so reach out on to the authors first. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, that way that we can get the uh, the the return and not Amazon. You know. Exactly, exactly. People don't understand that it's it's not so much to you know slice Amazon, but listen, we're we're writing for a purpose too. <laughs> right, Amazon has enough money. I promise you. Yes. Yes, they really do. They re- and they're still getting it. So <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Out. But we have to make sure um, when God gives us other streams of income, which is writing, you know, you're doing your makeup and just different streams of income, that we guard it and we, you know, let others know so that they can get involved. You know, this has been an honor and a pleasure um, speaking with you. And so, you know, I thank you, thank you, thank you. I and thank on behalf you of much. Gospel Time Machine, AGD Publishing, we here at Authors Chat with Allison would like to thank you for taking time out to spend your day with us, wishing you much success and blessings on your journey. Peace.